This podcast is the first episode of Novel Writers The Warm-Up. Novel Writers is a monthly event organized by Spike Island in partnership with Bristol Festival of Ideas. Very happy to welcome Fiona Mosley for our very first episode of Novel Writers The Warm Up <laughs> here in Spike Island in Bristol for her novel Helmet. Helmet has been published in July this year by JM Originals and has been shortlisted for the Man Booker Prize 2017. So we are all burning with desire of hearing you reading some pieces from Helmet and all burning with desires to ask you multiple questions about the story, the strange characters, and the even stranger scenery. Mm -hmm. And we are very curious to hear about your adventure with the Man Booker mm -hmm. Prize, of course. But we are all going to keep our question for tonight's event, the Novel Writers' Night, which is a wonderful monthly event organized by Spike Island to celebrate the first novel's writers. So during this warm-up, we will focus on your journey before the mm. publication of Helmet. And so I'm more than happy to have you with me today. Fiona Mosley, as I know that it's already a busy day for you in Bristol, <laughs> busy with interviews. So I'm very grateful that you took the time to be here with me. Oh, it's lovely to be here. <laughs> Is it your first time in Bristol? Um, you know, on the drive down, I was trying to remember if I'd been here before, and I, I don't think I have. It seems strange that I've not been here because it's such a prominent city in the UK. And mm -hmm. um, But I, I, I really don't think I have, not even when I was a child. Um, you don't I've been, have a specific memory. No, I don't have a specific memory. I mean, I've been, I've been to uh, Cornwall, uh, a number of times we've got family friends there but um, I don't think I've been into the centre of Bristol now. All right so that's a good mm -hmm. uh, stressful and interesting Thursday in Bristol. Yeah, yeah the, the traffic system is unusual. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so Fiona Mosley I don't think I'm wrong if I say that you are in your late 20s. I've actually turned 30. Yeah. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> And Elmet is your first published novel, am I right? It is. All right. So I was interesting about when and why you started to write in general. Mm -hmm. um, well, I think I'd, I'd written things for a long time. Um, certainly, I, I wrote a little bit as a teenager, but I started writing seriously um, after I left university and I, I lived in Buenos Aires in uh, Argentina for six months in 2011 um, and I was there living with an Argentinian family to learn Spanish and to teach English. And I had... Um, Sounds very romantic to me. Yeah, it was pretty great. Um, and yeah, in my spare time I did a lot of writing um, and it was helpful because I didn't really have Wi-Fi access in my room at all. I was lodging with this family and there was, you know, the, the Wi-Fi wasn't very good. Mm. And that meant that I could sit, sit in my room and, and sort of get on with writing things. While I, <laughs> that was a blessing while, in the end yeah, for your writing. <laughs> while I drank very, very cheap but nice Argentinian beer. Um, okay, wow, well, yeah. that's very, <laughs> very nice as well. So that was my life, yeah. And what did you first write? Were you writing um, like a diary kind of style? Yeah, it was, it, it was bits and pieces. No, I've never... I've never written poetry. I, I wouldn't know where to begin with poetry. Um, I admire poets greatly, but I, I wouldn't know where to start. Um, no, I was writing, yeah, it was kind of, 
I guess what is now referred to as autofiction, that kind of thing, you know, writing sort of prose based on what I was doing, sort of like diary, a diary, but with kind of a maybe a more fictional element. A little Um, bit of fiction. Yeah, it it wasn't very good. You know, what I was writing wasn't. (laughs) wasn't very good and I've not returned to any of that stuff that I that I wrote then I don't even know where it is um was done a computer some of it was done on a computer and I don't have that computer anymore and I don't think I ever transferred the files mm. over so it's probably just like maybe it's lost lost yeah <laughs> some of <laughs> it was done I, I like to sometimes write on notepads and I think I've still got the notepads but they moved with me you know from Argentina back to the UK and then to various various shared houses in London so uh, I, I would have to kind of look through um, probably my parents' garage to find <laughs> the box that contains that stuff. Um, but it's it's not something that I want to, to revisit. You know, I think about Argentina a lot, and I actually recently wrote a story uh, which was published in um, the October issue of British Vogue. And that's, that's sort of set in Argentina, and, I mean, it's kind of bits of it are sort of based on experiences I had, but it's a very, very uh, fictionalised version. Mm. Um, so I, so. I, I returned to writing about it, but not the actual not the actual material that I wrote w- while I was there. It's something that I've sort of uh, written about in recollection, I suppose, more recently. So it feels like everything began in Argentina? Yeah, in I think so. In a matter of writing? Yeah, I think and it did. And then, yeah. do you remember when you took your fiction writing very seriously, like as something you really want to really? achieve? I don't know if I ever really... Uh, <laughs> I suppose that, that you know, after um, I got the publishing offer for Elmer, that was when I thought, oh, that's um, this it's is something happened. that I can do as a as a career. You know, I mean, I I took it seriously in the sense that I I worked hard on it and I I put a lot of um, put a lot of time and effort into it, but I didn't um, I didn't necessarily think that it would it would come together as a as a career it, mm-hmm. it was sort of a kind of little side project i had really um mm-hmm. which took up a lot, a lot of time you know it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't it's not a, a little eating hobby not yeah. a little side project a big side project but um it, it wasn't really until until things started going well with the writing and with, with the publishing side of things that i um i i realized that this was this was kind of what i was going to try to do for my career I see. Um, Would you say that there is an event in your life, or whatever event that might be, that made you willing to write? It can be like reading a great book, Mm. or just being bored. Yeah, yeah. it was a bit of both. I I guess when I was in Argentina, I read um, Sadie Smith's White Teeth for the first time. I mean, Mm -hmm. it had been published years before that, but I I came to it because um, somebody else who was lodging with the family uh, had it with her. And, you know, when, when you're travelling in um, countries, um, uh, you know, where non-English speaking countries, obviously you have to kind of go to special bookshops or borrow, borrow English language books. And actually that's quite nice because you sort of, you end up picking up things which are just there rather Absolutely. than things oh, that yeah. you turn to. Mm-hmm. Um, although White Teeth is obviously something that I would, would have, you know, picked mm, up. You I, I, yeah, I, I read that. Um, and I kind of, I think it was after that that I started writing. And also, I read a lot of E.M. Forster while I was in Argentina. Um, and I, yeah, E.M. Forster, I guess, is a big influence on Zadie Smith. So they kind of, 
those two things went together quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, and gathered well with the cheap beers and the boredom. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lack of Wi-Fi, yeah. Yeah, lack of Sounds Wi-Fi. Sounds like yeah, a yeah. wonderful combination yeah, yeah, yeah. to me. <laughs> it was good. Um, yeah, and yeah, very cheap beer, very cheap steak, which I ate a lot of. I don't, I don't really eat very much meat at all now. But um, when yeah, I was in Argentina, I yeah. ate Mexican. a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that was my that was my life um, for a while. It was very nice. Well, that sounds like the dream to me. Yeah. So it's easy to find on internet and on your website, especially uh-huh. that you are a busy person. I could read that you work or you were working on a PhD. Uh-huh. You also have a job apparently in a bookshop in mm-hmm. York, your, your mm-hmm. hometown, as you, yep. you said before. And I would say that you probably have a family and or a social mm-hmm. life of some sort, I mm-hmm. would think of. Yeah. So <laughs> how do you manage to, to write a book uh, alongside a professional and a social life? Well, how did you organize? So when I was when I started writing, uh, I was living in London and working full time. And I just, I mean, I, I, I did have a social life, I guess, but I, <laughs> but I also spent a lot of time commuting mm. to work. And so I would write on my commute. And also, um, I didn't have very much money at the time, or didn't have much disposable income. So I didn't go out. <laughs> very much um, and luckily I was living with good friends so that was kind of my social life I guess um, <laughs> so yeah I, I wrote in the evenings and the weekends and then when I moved back to York um, uh, to pursue the PhD I, I tried to fit it in in around that so um, sometimes I would be working on my academic work and sometimes I'd be writing and I find that those things complement each other well mm-hmm. because um, you know if, if you're if you're trying to write Um, in an academic style and it's not quite coming together or you feel a bit stuck or a bit bored um, it's quite easy to just kind of open up another document or get another notepad um, and and start writing in a different way and it I guess it I don't I mean I don't know really the first thing about neuroscience but I guess you know maybe it uses a different part of the brain or I don't know <laughs> probably not probably just <laughs> the same part but you know uh, I didn't I mean no it, idea. it felt but it helps yeah, yeah. It, it felt like it was kind of I was changing changing the task but not changing it so in such an extreme way that um you know it was a huge shock to the system I could just very easily go from one to the other mm-hmm. um, yeah And so when you were either working in in, in London and, and commuting mm-hmm. quite a lot or working on your PhD, which is also quite time eating, um, you were working on, on, on your novel yeah. and mm-hmm. um, were you doing it as a this time as a, as a hobby or were you already feeling like I want to do something really with that thing? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think you write... A novel without wanting it to go somewhere. Uh, I think you can definitely write short stories without really wanting it to go anywhere. But a novel is is different. So yes, yes, I think I did, um, but I didn't really, I didn't really consider it as as that. As that's I didn't I didn't think it was that serious a, a prospect. I mm-hmm. suppose because um, I don't know. It just it didn't seem. It didn't quite seem possible, I, I suppose. So, and I tried not to think about that too much. You know, clearly, I clearly I did sometimes think about, you know, wouldn't mm. it be great if this got published? Or wouldn't it wouldn't be great if I could do this all the time. But 
That it was more about the writing But yeah, I I think so. I think so. I mean, I definitely used it kind of as escapism, you know, and and I've always done that. Um, Mm -hmm. Just sort of like, just sort of dip into worlds which are very different from my own, I suppose, which Elmet is. I mean, it's sort of a familiar location, but a different sort of setup. It sounds like daydreaming, kind of. Yeah, it's just a, day, yeah. Whereas a writing yeah, exactly. activity. Yeah, day, daydreaming is now my work. Um, <laughs> except, you, except I've got to sort of convey it to Paige, which is slightly <laughs> slightly more onerous. So it's even better. Yeah, yeah it's wonderful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I was thinking, because we all, you know, started a, a novel somehow, and we all have some drafts somewhere in a drawer or on a computer and we all kind of dream somewhere how to become a a writer Mm -hmm. whatever that means but the fact is that most of us fail at finishing our project or finishing our novel because of life because of work because of children money and and we have so many excuses excuses about this and so how did you find the, the strength to finish your novel what was your motivation was it still the um, the daydreaming thingy that helped you with your everyday life or everyday work? I think um, I I think one of the things which really prompted me to finish Element was that I had an idea for a, another project, but I had when I began Element, I had sort of made a pact with myself. I'd promised myself that. I wouldn't start any other projects until I'd finished this. So even if I had an idea which I thought was better or I had an idea which I was more excited by, which, you know, does happen, um, I, I wouldn't abandon this project. I would ha- So I had this other idea, um, but I wasn't allowed to pursue it. So I had to finish Element before I could go and pursue it. And mm. that other idea is, of course, what I'm working on now. So I think that's what motivated me to finish it. But in terms of, you know, just the kind of putting the hours in, I... I tried not to be too um, too hard on myself because, yeah, there were, I mean, there were lots of, I guess, what could be called excuses not to finish a novel, you know, other things get in the way, but, but I don't think it even needs to be thought of in that way, you know, it's, you don't need to sort of be hard on yourself for kind of doing other things or, or, or taking, taking your time, um, you know, if, if you, if you set a target to write, a thousand words in a set period of time and you don't meet that target you know there's no yeah nobody there's dies. no yeah, yeah no you know it's fine <laughs> uh, so I and I and I think I'd, I'd I guess when I was at university and school and stuff I, I always kind of found it difficult to finish things to deadline and I'd always I'd always sort of really beat myself up about not kind of I don't know, working hard enough or, you know, not doing very, not doing my homework on time and things. And I, I just, um, I guess, because this was my own project and it wasn't guided by any kind of external structure, I just realised, you know, this is, this is something I'm doing to enjoy. And, um, you know, if I don't meet certain targets or whatever, who, who cares? Yeah, you it know? shouldn't be a And, and, pe- and pe- people are productive in different ways. And that's something that I... I've, I've realized um that's something I sort of started to realize in my mid mid to late 20s is that I, I'm not very good at following you know <laughs> certain structures mm-hmm. and that's okay you know some people really like 
uh, my partner's like this, some people really like to sit down at their desk at 9am and work all day and then finish in the evening. And so, for, you know, for them, it's they get stuff done by putting in hours in a certain place. Yeah. And I, I'm not like that. And I used to sort of worry about that. I used to think, oh, God, I've not hmm. been at my you desk to today. Yeah, I used to beat that. myself up. But, but I, I do get stuff done. I just, I just get it done in a different manner. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. Apparently in a good way. I hope Apparently. so. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say is the most difficult thing for you when it comes to writing? Is it, I don't know, creating characters or creating plots? Um, I don't know, can be something totally different on that. I, I, I think... Um, it's, hard, it's, it's hard to know because um, I learned so much while writing Elmet. You yeah, mean technically? First, yeah, mm -hmm. I, I learnt a huge amount about how to write a novel because, you know, I'd never done it before. So it was that, that I was approaching things for the first time and having to kind of uh, reason through those things and, and work out things to do with character and the mechanics of putting a story together. Um, and so what I found difficult then, I think, was how to get from A to B so I knew where I was starting and I knew what characters I had and I knew where I was ending but I didn't really know how to to, to, to get from one place to another um, but with this this project that I'm working on at the moment it, it, it's very different because I've, I've kind of learned how to do certain things you know you, you do kind of learn techniques um, to and you know te technique is that thing that that if you're doing doing something creative I guess technique is the thing that you can fall back on you know, you still have to put it in, there still have to be, has, there still has to be inspiration or whatever you might call it, whatever word you want to give it. Um, it has to be kind of uh, moments of creation and, and things. But technique, uh, I think, is what you sort of, is what's going on in the background, what you rely on. And that's um, something which... How did you learn this um, technique on the way? Well, just I, on yeah, the job? Yeah, just, just on... When, just, when you got stuck, did you go to, I don't know, creative writing books? Or did you go to your favourite books and were like, oh, how did you do yeah. that? Or was it more like done, yeah. done on earth, done on the earth? No, I think, I think I just... I thought about it all really hard. <laughs> you know, I spent a lot of time thinking about it and also you know people say oh thinking's not work but it is if you're if, if you're people trying to solve a that. problem I don't know but <laughs> maybe I used to say that to myself I don't know but um you know when you when you're trying to when you're trying to produce something thinking is work or when you're trying to you know yeah. um and so you can yeah, this, they think so as procrastination yeah something like that yeah which yeah yeah can be the case but can that, be the case that can be know. the case but also mm. not the case and it is you know you just because you don't write, uh, you know, however many words in a day doesn't mean, you know, you're not thinking about it. And the thinking has to happen. Mm. Um, otherwise, what you'd produce would be totally mindless. Um, so I guess I thought really hard. And I did, yeah, I did sort of try to work out what it was in um, books and stories, more generally, that I liked. What, what it was that they did that I liked. Um And so I, th I thought very hard about that, and I, I think, I think it's important to, kind of employ those critical faculties, when you're reading, if you want to go on to write something yourself. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I suppose I suppose that's how I learned some technique. But I'm you know uh, still still early days yet. Mm -hmm. You know I've just you're written still one working book. On yeah, it. still working on it definitely. 
Um, but it is interesting how I find, you know, with writing this, this new thing, um, you know, certain things that I found very challenging when I was writing Element, I, I'm sort of not finding quite so difficult. I mean, there are new challenges, of course. Yeah. The new challenges, but... Um, but they are different. Yeah, they're different. They, they it's, different. It's quite interesting. Locating somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Um, and would you think, yeah. what would be the, the easiest for you when it comes to writing? Is the it easiest super easy thing. for you to find a plot or um, to describe? Uh, because you're really good with description, obviously. But is it the easiest? I think I find description quite difficult. I think... Um, it was it's something I had to think about quite hard, I guess, which is why maybe that's why there's so much of it in Elma. I, I don't really know how that came about. I mean, I knew that the story demanded that kind of attention to detail, but I, I don't find that easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I I find drama quite easy, and that's not necessarily the same as plot. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I think in general. I have a tendency towards melodrama and I have to try and rein that back. But I, I don't think I write things that, you know, you'd read back and think, oh, not enough, you know, mm-hmm. there's, there's not enough grit in this or there's not enough drama. Mm-hmm. That's that's not the case. I think, you know, if I was left to my own devices, it would be overdramatic. <laughs> Some people probably think Elma is overdramatic, but... But yeah, I think I, I think I find drama quite easy. And how did you manage to have it published? Did you t- struggle to find an agent, or did you get recommended by someone? Or yeah, was it, it very natural or very was, hard? For it you? was um, yeah, recommendation, and it was actually it was actually quite straightforward, which I sort of feel awkward about saying because I know that that, that you know it's not the case for everyone. Yeah, yeah. Mm. but um, yeah, it was. I got an agent and she sent it out and uh, John Murray, JM Originals, um, part of John Murray, uh, they were the first people to get back to us and they they made an offer. Mm -hmm. Um, And then uh, lots of other people got back to us and nobody else made an offer. Mm -hmm. Um, But they said nice things, they said encouraging things. Um, So we just had, in the end, we just had the one offer and we obviously went with it and the rest is history. So, so it was quite straightforward. It yeah. was quite straightforward, yeah. It wasn't like a huge, you know, it wasn't sort of some bidding war or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was, yeah, it was, it was quite straightforward, which yeah, sounds, you know, sounds very healthy. Well, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it was nice, but I'm, uh, yeah, it's a bit awkward to say that because I know that it's not particularly representative, but yeah, it was quite straightforward. And did you rewrite a lot thanks to your I did. Um, yeah, I did. Um, and we, Together we worked on it for a while and we cut uh, about twenty thousand words. All right. Yeah. So we did a huge amount to it and mm. and I so I knew when I submitted it to the agent that it wasn't finished. Mm-hmm. Um. I, um. And I said that to her and I was upfront, you know. But she she was like, okay, let's find let's find an editor and then and then take it from there. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I knew. Although I knew it wasn't finished, I knew that I'd gone as far as I could with it without it being seen by other eyes. Um, so yeah, um, my editor Becky and I I worked on it together, uh, and I agreed with almost everything that she said. Mm-hmm. And it was supportive. To yeah, and it was it was there. some of those some of the things were things that I'd already sort of thought but couldn't quite bring myself to do. 
um, you know, because when when you're cutting twenty thousand words, and those twenty thousand words were you know written, you know, in precious spare time, and uh, you know after you'd just finished, after you'd got back from you know your job at like yeah, seven eight pm, you know, it, uh, that that's when you're deleting those things, it's time time from your life that you're deleting. It's, mm-hmm. You know, you're killing that time, um, and that's that's hard um but i i knew that it needed to be done but i just needed someone else to be like yes mm-hmm. get rid of that to help you yeah, to, to help to help in the there. process yeah and i think it's going to be my my last question um i was wondering if you enjoyed the success of Elmen. <laughs> not i mean i'm sure that you're happy that yeah. the book like knows a, a good success but are you happy about the promotion kind of yeah. exposure is it something that you enjoy or is it something difficult for you I I really enjoy it actually. Um, is it? I, yeah, I have no complaints at all about <laughs> about any of it. It's all been very fun. Um, I've gone to really cool places, met really cool people, such as yourself. Um, Thank you. I'm happy to have you. <laughs> uh, I I some, it's sometimes a bit tiring, and sometimes you know certainly mm-hmm. at the moment I'm very immersed in in writing, and mm-hmm. and so sometimes it is overwhelming. I would say. Yeah. So sometimes sometimes yeah it's difficult to to juggle different things and you know sometimes it's tiring sometimes it's overwhelming but these aren't those aren't kind of negative emotions they're just I don't know what they are they're sort of just they're just symptoms of positive emotions I guess you know side side (laughs) effects of (laughs) side effects of of, secondary effects maybe yeah yeah secondary effects I I don't know if you're familiar with um, weekly column from Elena Ferrante in the in the, Guardi- the mm. Guardian, in the mm. Saturday edition, mm. I think, uh, because in the last edition she says something that uh, she, she although she never gave an interview and, and always refused to promote her books, she said that journalists have helped her make sense of her life uh, because she had to mm. write about mm-hmm. what she writes and to think her books through the mm. interviews she mm. gave when she was writing. And I was wondering if you feel close to this attitude. Um, yes, I think mm-hmm. I do. Um, I think what she means is that it helps her to define yeah. herself. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think. Um, well, as I mentioned earlier, it's important to read critically if you want to to write, and um, I think engaging with your readership, be they um, people who come along as audience members to events or journalists. Um, engaging with those people allows allows you to kind of um, gain greater in greater critical insight uh, mm-hmm. into your own work, and I think that's helpful. Um, I think I think the the flip side of that, or the downside, is that if you're a more established writer, there might be a tendency to kind of always be looking over your shoulder and kind of worrying about what people th- are thinking and almost preempting what criticism might be rather mm-hmm. than just writing yeah trying to yeah and that, I think that's I think that's not a good thing to do mm. um but I think I think it's good to listen to your audience mm-hmm. I, th- I think there is definitely definitely a, a, a balance to be struck um between listening and pandering mm-hmm. um it doesn't seem to yeah. affect you too much negatively I mean um I don't yeah I don't I, not really I mean I I sometimes yeah I sometimes find the whole thing a little bit overwhelming and I I sometimes 
I guess I sort of, you know, I, I, I worry about what, I mean, it's only natural to worry about what people think, but, Mm. um, but at the same time, I, I don't, um, it doesn't destroy you from the inside. Yeah, no, no, not. <laughs> I want to hear no, that, apparently. That's, that's the thing. And also, like, um, you know, when I compare this to other jobs I've had, it's, you know, really very nice. Like, yeah. it's, <laughs> that, that's the thing, you know, like, as much as, you know, obviously there are kind of, like, yeah, side effects, as we said, side effects to any, any positive thing. Um, but, um, but, you know, like fundamentally it's a good it's a good gig to have yeah well thank you so much for your time oh you're welcome thank you it has been a real pleasure so now the warm-up is done (laughs) and so we are all looking forward to hearing you at the novel writers night tonight in spike island when where you will read parts of Elmet, your first novel and answer a question from the audience so thank you so much 